0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I would like to introduce my guest, the one and only, former Grizz, Angel Villanueva <laughs> with us today. How are you, man? Man, I'm good, Adam. How you doing, brother? Good, good, good. So for the listeners out there, what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of do the update special episode right now. Kind of go over the roster, go over the spring season, some of the changes that have been going on, um, and then go over some of the the schedule and some predictions, so. So the spring season is somewhat on the way. We've got a schedule. We, we've got what it's going to look like. The playoffs going to look like 16 teams, uh, 11 conference champions, five at large. I think there is some talk out there that there might be one more at large with mm-hmm. the Ivy League and Pioneer League maybe opting out. So there might mm-hmm. be one more. Um, there will be six games, two buys in there. And so, what what are you feeling, Angel, with the, with this spring season? How are you feeling going into it? Are you you anticipating a season? Are you kind of 50-50? How are you feeling?
1: Well, I have some different type of kind of thoughts when I think about the screen, spring season. First of all, it's going to be really weird not having it in the fall. I think any everybody and anybody can agree with that. I think second of all, at this point in time, I would like to question, is it even worth it in some sense to you know, have a season like that and then follow the next fall with another season as well. I'm kind of thinking about from the player standpoint, but I think also what I'm I'm also competing against that in the sense of like those guys have an opportunity to get two rings in a span of under a year, which is pretty incredible, you know, and if they're able to accomplish that, I think that would be something special. So the footballer in me is kind of like thinking about their bodies, but at the same time, I think it would be really fun you know, really yeah. fun to have those guys out there and be able to say, OK, we still got another fall season ahead of us and to look forward to. Obviously, with it being six games, it doesn't have that same type of power, the same type of energy. What I am kind of thinking about, realistically, some of the weather changes that's going to happen, because I know notoriously there's been some cold weather and it's literally been like going out there on skates, man. I'm telling you, some days it's just not possible. So having that authentic practice, gritty practice like they've known I think it's gonna be kind of challenging so I think there's some challenging stuff but at the end of the, when you take it all to consideration it's just another form of adversity and I think those guys are going to handle whatever comes their way because at the end of the day if those coaches tell them hey go run out that tunnel they're going to run through that tunnel as hard as fast with all the type of power that they could possibly come up with
0: yeah I definitely agree with you the, the, with the schedule being. Um, the way that it is, I think they're they're headed to Thanksgiving break right now. Mm-hmm. They don't come back till January. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in Missoula, you know how, how it is in in January. It's 10. gonna be, it's gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be you know a, a frozen tundra there, mm-hmm. and and just practicing. You're not oh, even playing man. the games. I, I think you can kind of do the game, and you know that's just one day. It's gonna be cold for a while, but just the practicing and that's oh. what i'm worried about for these with these guys practicing you know you don't you don't want anyone getting hurt oh yeah you don't want anyone you know pulling a hammy or or mm-hmm. or something like that yeah it, i i'm with you like i i want football and i i but is it worth it mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm still not 100 percent that we're gonna have football uh-huh. um, mean, mean just it, with the same place yeah just with 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 covid how it's going going right now uh they've got to go you know even if they that the school wants to play they've got to go through their own mm-hmm. um health department getting that approved mm-hmm. the way that it's going right now it doesn't look like they're going to be having any fans yeah. yeah so you know you're not going to be getting revenue for that mm-hmm. um you know i i don't know I, I i think that it would be awesome to see but is it worth, yeah, worth the time, the the possible injuries? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think so. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it. It's it's right. It's, I don't think it's right for the players.
1: No, yeah, um, yeah. I, there's there's definitely that argument too. You know, you when you like like as I was saying, I'm thinking from a player's perspective. Going, yeah. out, I mean, I'm just thinking about my freshman year at the end of the season or every single year when it got a little bit colder. Um, there was this kind of stigma that you know what i'm not gonna go out there with sleeves i want to be that tough guy out there you know so i you know kind of looking back on it maybe that was a little foolish and a little selfish but at the end of the day there was a sense of pride in playing the position that i that i played and that was one of the things that we felt prideful in you know it might be a little dumb but at the (laughs) the end of the day those guys are going to go do that you know And, and i definitely felt different at the beginning of the season when it was hot when it was warm my muscles felt so much better as compared to the end of the season and that's the tough part about it because we'll do it We'll give everything we can, but I do know that at at the end of the season, I mean, obviously I had already played X amount of games, but my body was just not the same, you know? And that's one of the things that I'm worried about too. And I think realistically, these coaches are putting the team first. And I think that's a cool thing about it. I have faith in those coaches. I think they're going to make the right decision. They're going to put the players in the best possible position to succeed. Being around Nicholson and, and all those types of guys and, has really have shown me I, I visited some of the spring practices just get and talk to them you know it's all player first it's it's putting them positioned in the best place to succeed and I think the coaches are that's what they really want when it comes down to you know this this whole situation but when you come down to it man there's so many things that you have to jump through before you actually get to the point of stepping out on the field and at that point is it really that worth it you're not getting any revenue like you said you know, you, you, it's in the middle of winter. You're going through atrocious, probably, training, you know, just being out there in the cold like that. That's not good yeah. for your body and kind of everything in between. So it really is. theres It's not just a sense of would I like football? Yeah, I would love football. Who wouldn't like football? Yeah, but at the end, exactly. you got to be a little more practical, be realistic, and understand that you're dealing with people's lives here, you know, and their bodies. Because at the exactly. end of the day, I tell players all the time your body pays the bills. I need you to yeah. understand that your body is going to pay the bills. And as soon as you stop producing, you know, realistically, the name of the game is they're going to have somebody else there, yeah. you know? So being able to take care of your body first is the most important thing. And so yeah. that's kind of where I'm kind of at with this whole thing. But at the end of the day, I think the coaches are going to do what's best for them. And I think How did a great job when I was there kind of, asking our opinion, sitting down, getting our input, realizing, you know, where we're kind of at mentally, physically, emotionally. And he was really upfront and honest about it. And I think he does a good job about that. And the players are going to, are going to be honest about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I just, yeah. I, I, going in with basketball um, starting the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to have an indoor space to run. Yeah um so you're going to have to go outside yeah. you know and we don't have an indoor facility yet you know hopefully that i've heard that that's in the works for you know down the road um but we don't we're not like uh northern arizona or mm-hmm. you know idaho um that have these domes or these nicer areas in california where you know they probably have a little bit nicer of weather may they might have rain but at least they don't have the freezing temperatures but oh, yeah. it, it just to me I would hate to see someone we try to do this and someone get really, really physically hurt and possibly end their career or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it just doesn't seem logistical. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, I think you have to ask yourself as a human being, what's more important are sports more important or is someone's life, someone's health, Mm -hmm. um, more important because if, if you come down to it then we shouldn't be even playing mm-hmm. <laughs> if no, it, if it comes down point. to the student yeah. athlete there's no way that, that that we should even be talking about a a spring mm-hmm. schedule and because I it's not really even a spring schedule it's a winter yeah. schedule
1: <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> For, i think you, you, you bring town. up a great point the fact that you know you're kind of picking it apart and bringing it down to the basic human level you know, and you're and because of that, you're still kind of like, it was worth it. Is that what if that's when, you know, it's like, oh, this may not be something that we should be doing, you yeah. know? And at the end of the day, the fans want to see it. Of course, I understand. But I think the fans are already at the point where like we understand, yeah. I think it was out of their control, you know, that they weren't able to have a season. All they can do is just be hopeful for the next one, whenever that is, you know, yeah. I think people obviously crave football and miss football. But at the end of the day, life is still going to go on. They already passed the worst part of it. You know, we're already almost through the whole season, technically. You know, the hypothetical yep. season that was supposed to happen. So, I think they'd be okay if a spring season did not happen. So, kind of going off of that, you know, this last
0: weekend, and we're filming this and it's Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday would have been Cat Grizz. Like, yeah. did did you kind of, like, get, wake up in the day and kind of, like, mm-hmm. like, feel a little juice going
1: and be like, hey, I'm ready. Let me tell you, brother, there's a different type of strut. <laughs> There's a different type of, you know, kind of pipping my step as soon as I hop out of bed. I actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that is because obviously with me, you know, have playing four years in a row, experiencing fifth when I was a redshirt freshman. Um, it's it's a very emotional day for me, you know, because it was always something that I it was one of those things that you work year round for. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we play Cal Poly. We play Northern Arizona. We play Eastern Washington. But in the back of my, my brain, and I think a lot of players can relate to this, you think about that game. It's yeah. always on your mind. It's always on your heart. And so and you get goosebumps thinking about it. You get chills and, you know, your heart starts racing a little faster. You get nervous. And at the same time, you get so pumped and jacked and angry at the same time. You know, it's such a deep rooted uh, rivalry. I mean, you the fans see it out there. So just imagine if you're in those trenches, you know, some of the things that goes on, some of the things that's said, you're just like, okay, you understand why this rivalry is a thing. And the kind of the funny thing is, When I first got to campus, obviously I'm not being, I'm not from Montana. I'm from California. You know, experiencing that for the first time, it was kind of like, oh, rivalry game, ooh, because it's just what it's supposed to be, you know. But it wasn't until that following year when I played, when I truly understand what this rivalry was, you know. And I think in that moment, you just kind of, it's something that you never forget. It's something that you always feel. It's always in the back of your brain. Even though I'm done with football, I think about it all the time. I have conversations about it. You know, I re- I replace st- certain situations. Just start, you know, thinking about certain players that you know I I had this tension with, and you know, kind of the smack talk that went along with it, and you know how you guys played. It was just an elevated time of play, you know, for both sides. And it really is anybody's games, and that's the crazy part about it. You know, stats do not matter, uh, players do not matter. It's really just it's it's a battle of the of, of the wild of the brawl. You know, brawl of the wild. Yeah, it really yeah. is crazy to think about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I'm just I'm wishing we would have had that this year. But you know, moving, yeah. on. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on to bigger, better things, brother. That that's right. Yeah. So hey, let's go into the, some of the roster changes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, there's been huge. You know, Samora Touré uh, is is entering the transfer portal. Uh, he's graduating, and hopefully, you know, it's sad to see him go um, because. I was on one of my friends, like, like just the fan perspective, like Samori Toure and Samuel Kim, they're finally like, they're at their highest point in their career yeah. right now. Yeah, And, and to see them both just be on the field at the same time, healthy and go at it. Like, I wanted to see that part. Just yeah. be like, okay, who, who, who's going to stop us? Like try, yeah. try, try to stop that. Then you got Marcus Knight, like, that was more of the sad thing, like not having that. You know, I I I think it's best for him. You know, mm-hmm. he's got a real shot in the NFL, oh, and yeah. he's got to think about himself. Like you were saying, your body pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely got to think for himself. Yeah. Um, and and look at what's best for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think he's gonna be in the portal too long. I think he's gonna be picked up by either a Pac-12 school. Um or you know, maybe even trying to do the NFL draft for this next year as well. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be picked up there too, as well. Mm-hmm. So um that was one of the huge, huge, huge things that I wasn't expecting. Um, but when the the schedule came out, uh, I honestly think that there might be more to come. Um really? just just my honest opinion, just with mm-hmm. some of the guys that we have on there, yeah, you know. Uh, I like not not as a fan like a fan. Like, I'm like I want everyone to stay, but mm-hmm. why why would you stay? You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna graduate and you're gonna yeah, have I mean, your degree I mean, and you have the opportunity to go play Division One, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you?
1: I, mm-hmm.
0: I I would take that.
1: That so. that that that's really it's such a tough concept, you know. To and I kind of compare it to. My personal experience, but I, was, I see both sides. I truly do. Because when yeah. you think about a coach, you know, obviously it's football, but it's bigger than that. It's a family to feed. It's mouths to feed. It's a house to put over the head. It's, it's mortgages to pay. You know, it's being in a place that you're happy. And, you know, so all those things kind of come into play. And so a coach, I would like to think that they're going to take the best offer that they can get, regardless of what it is. Because obviously more money translates to a better, you know, kind of elevated life of, of living. You know, in some regards, some people can argue that, you know, but, and then also we have those coaches that truly do it because they love their environment and they take those pay cuts. And, you know, so there's both sides of the spectrum and it's the same, same way with players. I, I shout out some more. I love that guy. You know, he's, he's one of, he's one of my close friends and, you know, I, I respect his grind and have has always his, admired his work ethic, you know, and at this stage in time, it makes sense for him. So I'm not yeah. angry about it. At the end of the day, me personally, I was in a position, you know, in kind of in high school, I was like, should I transfer to a bigger high school? You know, same kind of situation. And it was kind of like, you know what? I think it would eat me inside knowing that I didn't commit. You know? It was like, why am I going to be that guy that does that? You know? And that's kind of what my mentality coming to college. You know, it was the same thing. I want to commit to the place that I commit to, regardless of where it is and who it is. You know, because obviously yeah. at the time, I didn't know. But for him, like you said, he has a real opportunity. He has a real shot to put, you know, feed his family. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's other factors. It's not just the fact of playing football. You know, it goes deeper than that. There, there's 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 real um challenges that people face and consequences to think about when they do these types of things. And I know more to be an all around person. You know, I know him as a friend. I know him as as a student. And lastly, as a football player. And he's made that be known in his life that hey, I am gonna work hard in school. I and I'm gonna put my best foot forward in all that I do, not just football. And it's going to translate to good things. And it's happening for him, you know? And like you said, he has a real opportunity. So it makes sense for him. And and I know that he did this with much thought, with much prayer. And I know he's sitting there thinking like, dang, it's tough. Because it is a tough thing. And I know people are probably like, you know, why would he leave? Does it make sense? You know, but like, it's one of those things. It's something that really isn't up to them to understand. It's between him. It's between his family. It's between God. it's, It's between, you know, football really you know so he made those decisions and i know he made the best choices for him as far as anybody else leaving who really knows that that's really a tough question to kind of answer i know you said that you kind of have that gut feeling and it really is just a gut feeling but Mm -hmm. i really don't know man i i even even until you know the day that it happened that i saw it post on the feed that samara was leaving before (laughs) that i had never got any indication from seeing him previous times that something was different you know And I think with a lot of programs, you kind of see that sometimes you just know that those guys have been through the gutter and that they're done. You know, for one reason or another, done playing, uh, looking to transfer. And with the crazy thing is, is that with all those guys on that roster, if anybody were today to post on Twitter, say, you know, great, thank you to Montana, but I'm transferring, you know, putting my name in the transfer portal, would have no idea based off talking to them. You know, and that's the crazy part about it. And that just goes to speak to the volumes of, how great this university is you know how great it is to be part of that team because it's one of those things man they work their tails off and at the end of the day that win is that is always earned you know it's never to a point where it's like hey that was just an easy win we're gonna get it you know it was put in the work day in and day out the coaches made sure of it and it's a tough program to go through and it it really is football is not for everybody man and that's okay yeah. and that's well, and I I just important think thing that, to understand
0: yeah i just think that you know Samori, like he committed, like he oh, yeah. committed for this year. So oh, it's yeah. not like he's, you know, leaving before the season start. He committed for a yeah. fall season. He yeah. he even was like on, I believe on record. I I thought saw him post that he was in a play. Now, you know, all this is happening probably around Thanksgiving time and, and getting and talking with his family. And you can't you can't hold it against him for no. making a decision that is best for him and his future. Yeah, um, he'll he'll always be a Grizz, always. and I wish the best with him, and I'll cheer hard for him when he when he gets to the NFL. Um, it, it's sad to see him go because I would love to just see him
1: and oh. and Sammy just, be just fun, tear bro. it up. You dog! Oh I'm my crazy. gosh, those guys are ridiculous. Just oh. not even just you know that 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 talent is there, but the hard work, you know. Is, is more present in that too. You know, Yeah, and it's really, really a great thing to see when you guys have, when you have guys that take advantage of both their talent and combine it with hard work, dedication, perseverance. And when that uh, preparation meets opportunity, man, you see it fly. And I think we've seen flashes of, of greatness from all those players. And it really is something special. Those guys really are outstanding men, not football players, men. And I think that's yeah. the coolest part about it because they don't take these decisions lightly, and I know that that Oregon man is going to make a big difference, you know, wh- whenever he steps on whatever campus it is. Let me ask you yeah. this, a prediction time. What, school yes. what, Who is he going to land at? You know, inside,
0: uh, I think Oregon State. Okay. Um, uh, I heard some rumblings of, of people. Yeah, relationships that he has there, mm-hmm. and and saying, "Hey, we, we, you know, we'll automatic upgrade or something like one guy said." And I have no clue. It might just be someone just doing. Yeah, he's he's an automatic upgrade for anybody yeah. that he gets to. <laughs>
1: so exactly, um, the guy that but, brings Jay Rice's record. Oh my goodness! Oh
0: yeah. man, you know because I think he's he's from the Portland area. Uh-huh. Um, so I I would
1: think probably either Oregon State or Oregon. Um. Oregon's a good guess I, I I I'd like to I think the easy option is to say Oregon State yeah. but I think realistically for some reason about the Oregon Ducks it's just kind of appetizing and for some reason I think he might be able to thrive obviously he'd thrive anywhere but that might yeah. be a better fit for him too but I'm gonna call a long shot dude I'm gonna say that he gets a different offer from not from the Pac-12 and he might go take that experience who knows someone maybe with a big 12 big 10 who knows okay okay no. So where, where are you thinking big 12? Like I, when you said that, I was
0: like, I could really see him probably like Oklahoma, you know, some type of spread offense.
1: Dude, I could see Oklahoma too. That's, I was kind of yeah. going along with that, you know, and I think he has that talent to be recruited by, by those types of, oh, script, yeah. you know, and I think he has a, as, as a position to immediately be, you know, a person that plays and impacts the team and so i i can definitely see him at at a place like oklahoma especially with that freshman coming up by the time that happens he'll have some more experience on his belt you know 10 12 games who knows how far they really go into the playoffs if they make it that far or maybe a bowl game bowl game for sure and then i think it'll just put him in a position where he can really thrive you know
0: yeah so i'm excited
1: i'm excited for him regardless
0: I can't wait to see where he goes mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and see him flourish. And uh, yeah. I just wish him the best. So uh-huh. some other update rosters, I want to kind of go, I'm going to name some uh, players and kind of tell you where they're going. Okay. You kind of feel it out and, and see which one kind of hits you the most. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lorenzo Brown, uh, he's going from defensive end to defensive tackle. Uh, Jacob McGorn, defensive line to defensive end. Uh, Justin Belknap from D line to linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi, I'm I'm gonna probably do his last name wrong. Levi Hanra- Hanakaro is that <laughs> how you say? It? I'm gonna yeah. say it
1: wrong. I think it's Jenna Caro. Jenna Caro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm I'm I don't know why I'm doing that, but I'm, I might be
1: pitching it too, man. But <laughs> I only ever call him by Levi, but I know that. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. So it, I think it is Jenna Caro. Okay. Yeah.
0: And that's running back to linebacker.
1: That's probably uh, a surprising one for me, too, because I thought he was a good running back as well. He was a, a truck, yeah. you know? Yeah. The forearms yeah, on that dude. he's like duty. 6'3",
0: 230. So dude, that's a, that's he,
1: a- he is solid. He's built, and his forearms are probably the biggest forearms I've ever seen on a man. It's it's absolutely incredible. He showed me pictures of his grandparents, and I was like, oh, dang. Like, there <laughs> a few mornings, dude, they could strangle me like it was nothing. Break my neck like it was nothing. No, he's a good dude, though. That one did surprise me. That just okay. surprised me a little bit. Not necessarily that he doesn't have those capabilities to play linebacker just as equally as good, but it was just yeah. something like I thought – maybe I thought running back was his place, you know, because yeah. I felt like he he had some good runs, he had some good opportunities, some good looks, and it was just one of those things like, you know, might be able to really play off those. But then again, you have Marcus Snyden. You know, that guy's an absolute monster too back there, and he's killing it, you know, and he's, he's yeah. a better person than he is. He's ball player, so, and, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, and one thing that I've noticed with these coaches, they have a, a knack for this type of stuff because I I kind of not criticize, but I sit here and kind of think about what I would do in those situations. And some of the moves that they make, I'd be like, man, I don't think I'd ever do that. But then again, yeah. I just don't know. And and I think they have that kind of, it's, it's, I think it's an instinct instinctual feeling when it comes mm-hmm. to those coaches. And I think they do a really good job of figuring out what's the best move to make for some players, you know? Yeah and yeah. and at the end of the day it's it's really team first and a lot of, i think all those guys in the team like if they asked me if they ever asked me I, I would hope to god they never did but if they said hey Andrew go play linebacker i would be the best dang third team linebacker ever i'm telling you adam so
0: so it it, I would it is like to see that that'd be a huge linebacker out there
1: that'd be I, I would love that i would love that very <laughs> overweight i'd be on espn be the most overweight linebacker ever but it's it's a good time, man. All, all these guys, I think they're going to flourish at their positions, and I think uh, a lot a lot of them make sense. Like you, like I think you said, Lorenzo Brown to inside. Um, yeah. uh, I forgot who you said, McGuire to outside to end. Um, Jacob, Jacob, yeah, Jacob yeah, Jacob, yeah, Jake, great yeah. guy. It's yeah. kind of funny. I've, I, Jacob was one of the people that I struggled with most blocking. Okay, yeah, and that's that it's it's pretty incredible to say because obviously I was a senior, he was a freshman at the time. I I struggled with 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 pass blocking him all the time yeah. he'd always beat me some way he's just so finesse he's so finesse and I think I think he has the potential to be a phenomenal player it's kind of scary how good I think he could be because yeah. I felt that I was pretty confident when it came to pass protection and the dude would make me look silly and because he was obviously playing on the on the on the on the it on the scout team and he would yep. he would make me look silly goodness gracious so shout out shout out jacob so yeah and he actually had
0: he had 4 games and I know they they kept his red shirt but in those 4 games man like you, I, 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 well. I didn't I didn't think he, they were going to keep his red shirt cuz I was like man they could use this guy Dude I think um, when he had
1: like 2 sacks 3 sacks in those 4 yeah, games Yeah
0: yeah and they they were like sacks in, I think one was uh Eastern Washington Yeah. and I think the, the other one was like weber state i believe like those are are huge games like those aren't
1: like huge games like you know and you'd like to argue with with good players good players all around it's not like it was just no run-of-the-mill you know d2 d3 school not to say that they're not bad because i know some ballers at those places you know but obviously the competition is a little different once you get higher divisions yeah, so that 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 dude was killing it. I, I'm really excited about his journey, and I really want to follow it closely. You know, because he's one of the only guys that I really had trouble with on a daily basis. Well, and they're getting they're getting
0: his brother too. So yeah, uh, I next that. year. So yeah, that would be fun. I don't know.
1: I I don't know. But if he's anything like Jacob, then they will be okay for a couple. <laughs> years.
0: Yeah, so we got a uh, Skylar Martin, offensive guard, going to O line. Skylar. Uh, no, What's that? Sorry. Just shout out Skyler. Yep. And yeah. Noah MBL tight end for, to defensive tackle, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Noah Cashmitter, he was a gray shirt last year, and he'll be defensive end as well. So mm-hmm. um, one, the one that I thought was really interesting, you know, Justin Beltnap was a transfer from Oregon – or not Oregon, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, I believe he's 6'3", 6'4", 245. Mm-hmm. That is one huge linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's D one size linebacker coming oh, at yeah. you. Uh, um yeah. and so that would be uh, if he stays there, that's gonna be interesting to see, you know, with you know Dante going and and that leaving a spot, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure that uh Jace probably has that um mm-hmm. spot taken up. But to see him in the, the linebacking linebacking core, which Man, if you go through this lineup that they have, it's hard, you know, like like you're saying with Levi, Janikaro, hopefully. Um, like the move from running back to linebacker, like they're they're they are so loaded on all sides of the ball. Oh, like man. you know, one, one area that I thought what they needed to improve was their their cornerbacks. And what do they do? They they go and get three transfers, three transfers, uh, Solid that are transfers. Legit. <laughs> legit transfers. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're stacked at safety. They're stacked at uh, defensive end and D line, uh, running back. They they've got lots of guys there. I, you know, other than QB, which we just don't. They probably have a lot of guys. We just haven't seen it mm-hmm. um, because they're just they haven't other than cam they haven't had the reputation of actually doing it but you just never know what you
1: have there but yeah. man if you go down this line of this this roster they're, they're going to be good for a while oh yeah and that's that that's the cool part about it and like that's where i was kind of coming back to what i was saying at first the chips fall fell in the right place you know it, it's that full circle type thing you know you you hope not to say that i mean because i played around some great talent you know but it was always like inconsistencies whether it would be offensive line or a different position. You never really know, you know, it was always, it was always something, you know, something yeah. Oh, we, we could, we could use a little dip, but it's really at a point where it's like you're you're stacked everywhere. You have some notable players all across the board, not just yeah. offense, not just defense. And that's the rare thing about it too, because they have that talent that goes back to what I said about Samori, Sammy, Marcus, Cam, offensive line, you know, it's when, it's when that, it's when that talent meets that hard work. Yeah. And these guys all have it instilled in them. So that's why I truly think it's going to be a a really impressive year, you know, because other years, you know, they, you know, whether the offense was lacking defense, picked it up or vice versa, it was one of those things. And with this guy, with with this team, I think they really got a a full round round uh, understanding of full, you know, just a bunch of great guys, you know, that are are phenomenal athletes and some of them are freakish. So it's, it's, (laughs) Pretty incredible, you know. I'm really excited for them, and it's gonna be a good year. So freakish athletes, because I've heard some
0: stories about Marcus Knight about no. how just like crazy, just like work ethic and just like grind of like like he just wants it bad. I've heard like mm-hmm. he'll just like jump rope for like hours and hours, and, he's, and the thing about
1: out. it, he's so modest and he's so casual with it. He really? he will never, you know, some guys um, that are hard workers, I think like. Let, like letting it be known that they're hard workers you mm-hmm. know so like maybe if they go out before like i'm gonna go go out 30 minutes early to go do you know they they kind of vocalize it he's yeah. so low-key he is so just to himself that you wouldn't even know that he'd be had already been working out for an hour before or doing something or rolling out you know and then and fun fact about marcus he dang near knows almost every juco player and where they or any nfl player who'll be like did you know he went to juco and he'll know the juco that he went to it's kind of a fun fact about marcus you know we'll be watching nfl games we'll be like did you know he went to such and such uh juco and we would be like how do you know that he's like i just just know it and the thing is he's he's just such an all-around athlete you know he used to he used to do some boxing when he was younger and he was apparently pretty good at it too you know, huh. it just he has he has some crazy talents some hidden talents for sure, and obviously really athletic and committed to the grind. You know, yeah. every time I see him, he's just like just got back from working out or you know eating some type of protein, some type of food. You know, so he's very dedicated, but he he does not boast about it. And if you don't ask him, he won't ma- let it be known that I had already been jump jump up and and I had already been lifting and I already took the time to go rehab and. You know, all that type of stuff, but he takes it very seriously. And, and I think he he's the type of guy. I was telling him a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Man, you got a shot for real. I'm really excited to see what you do. And he was like, Oh, thank you, brother. You know, really modest, really calm. Yeah. And nothing to, you know, over boast. But he was just like, I I truly appreciate like that that support, you know. Really That's humble awesome. guy. I, I think he's a great guy. And if you ever get a chance to talk to him, just ask him about NFL players, you'll probably know what Juco code they went to. That
0: yeah, I'll write that down. I, yeah. I I totally would love to talk to him. So yeah. So one other one that Kind of, I don't. I don't even know if you'll know him. Uh, Bo Braden. He was a, I believe, Eastern Washington, or not Eastern Washington, but Washington State. Um, transferred here, and they didn't have him on the roster for a while. Then he kind of went to the transfer portal. I guess I had been hearing something that he he was quarantined like three times mm-hmm. uh, with this COVID thing. I know that there's been lots of players that have been multiple players that have probably had been quarantined and Mm -hmm. being a teacher like i've had students you know that have been had to have been quarantined because not necessarily that they have COVID, but Mm -hmm. they've been in contact with someone um but he is in the transfer portal um didn't get to see him play or or what he brought to the table um so that he's leaving as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, that that three, three times in quarantine when I read that, I was like, holy cow, that's a, I mean, that's I a lot that, of time.
1: Yeah, I can see that being tough for anybody, especially, yeah. if it, you know, if, for example, if, if Samori went to a campus and, you know, he excels, but he doesn't have that opportunity to really show anybody, you yeah. know, it's really hard to do, man. So it like, I can't blame him that he just kind of jumped back into the transfer portal. You know, yeah. at the same time, it's like, I would have loved to for him to be around and play a little bit and kind of you know, kind of get a root, some roots and foundation of of this program and contribute to it, because I think you would have loved it. But at the same time, if you're quarantined three times, that's two weeks apiece. That's six weeks that you're missing. And it's, that's an important six weeks. It's not just, you know, because the the thing about football is a lot of people kind of don't even realize that it's absolutely year round. It's all, all the time. You know, we go from season to 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 workouts from workouts to winter condition from winter conditioning to spring ball another round of football and then from there summer ball and fall camp and all that type of stuff so it's all year round you know yeah so um, six weeks is a big part of the program you know and and it's it's one of those things the program isn't going to stop and that's for you you know and that's just the business side of things and it's not that it's a bad thing but just some guys kind of don't have that opportunity and I wish him well. I've heard nothing but good things about him, and we'll kind of see where he kind of ends up down the line. And um, like I said, I hope nothing but good things and success wherever he lands, and that he absolutely kills it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you hate to see
0: that, you know. And this is such a crazy year with uh-huh. what what's going to go on, mm-hmm. um, and just with recruiting and and everything like that. So, with Samori Samori Ture going, who do you think? I've got a couple names. Who do you think steps up? For the, for that wide receiver spot
1: well, I've always liked Mitch Mitch's been playing really well you know yep. every single year I've seen him make some big plays uh be consistent in the way his route running and you know it's just only it's only progressed every single year but um who really knows man that's a great question to be honest um uh who who, who are some of the names that you're thinking about throw them out
0: well you know I, I, Mitch is probably the one that I think will probably get most of the reps just because he did it last year when Sammy was, was done. Um, But you've got to look at flowers, you know, I know he doesn't have as much um, experience, you know, he did a lot of uh, kick return. Um, Mm -hmm. I I could see him getting some uh, reps and honestly, like if if you're going to have a season like this, where it's only six games, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to lose a year Mm -hmm. off of off of your eligibility you know they've got some really good freshmen um guys coming in like you know why wouldn't you you know see what they can do get them some reps and 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 but, you know, I, I don't think if they're if this is going to be a real schedule, they're going to go for, you know, a championship. If we have a championship, I, I don't think they'll probably do that. But like the kind of strategist inside of me, like, why wouldn't you? This is a probably not going to be a season where like, oh, you know, there's going to be quotation
1: marks around it and mm-hmm. um, whatnot. But I do that, think I do think that this is going to be a breakout year for, for Malik. You know, at that rivalry, obviously he's had tr- tremendous success with with uh with kickoff and uh, kick return that type of stuff. Yeah. And so, but I really think this is this is the year that he established himself as 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 kind of a threat in the big sky. You know, also yeah. what I'm also excited about that. I've been excited about since day one is Keelan White. He is. Yep. He, I think he has the potential to be in the rotation as well. Like I said, I think they'll give it to Mitch just because of the experience and, mm-hmm. you know, the previous consistency, and they'll start him off. But I do think Malik, I think Keelan White are definitely going to get those opportunities to rotate um, and really shine, you know, because even, yeah. even Keelan, when Keelan first came in, I was really impressed with, with some of the route running that I was doing and how shifty he is, and he's one of those players. And I think this past year he just got on scholarship, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, yep. He's a great person. Man, that, that, that guy can play, you know, and obviously yeah. Malik can play. We've seen that, but I do think that this is Malik's here to break out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one other guy that
0: uh, I would like to see just because how big he is, Ryan Simpson. He's like 6'7 or 6'6. Humongous. Like, really, really man, huge. you put that on the outside. Like, yeah. I don't know how fast he is, I don't, you know, but that would be hard yeah. to guard that big of a wide receiver.
1: Mm-hmm. I think obviously so. when it comes to college ball, there's there's that level of talent, and that's why they're here in the first place. But I definitely do think that he's a he's a player that is going to continue to progress. You know, I yeah. think I, I I wouldn't call this like a Malik year, his 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 breakout year. But who knows? I could be totally wrong. Talking about but yeah, who knows? Yeah. But at the end of the yeah. day, I do think that he is a player that's going to be a good player. Um, I just think that he he still needs that time to progress. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, is, definitely. But, but when you have that hide advantage on the outside, it, it does get super scary, you know? Yeah. And he, yeah and he, and and you
0: know,
1: go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that he is a different player than what he came in as his freshman year, you know, and that, that's the exciting thing about it, you know. He's on there for okay. a reason. He's going to continue to progress and be a good player for us for, for a long time.
0: Yeah, and and I don't think he'll play a lot this year. But man, that yeah. just kind of excite excites me with that that sight oh, yeah. that that height advantage. It it yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. awesome to see. Oh, so yeah. so let's kind of go into this this spring schedule. Uh-huh. Um, like like we said, you know, it's it's up in the air. The first game is February twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to um John Casper from the Big Sky Conference and. The way that they set it up was, is they put two buys in there to um, be able to have a type of a break in there where if they're having any kind of COVID related um, cancellations that they can use those in there to make up games, the NCAA has said that they have to have, you have to have at least four games played to be eligible to make it into the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. um, That's why they they have six games so that if they have two cancellations, they can make those games up. Um, They also have, I believe, have a break at the end of the season as well, right before the playoffs. Uh, The buy there to make up games as well. Um, One huge thing that that a part of the schedule, uh, the huge thing they don't have the brawl at the end of the year. It's right smack dab right in the middle of the. The, the year and there's some you know there, there's some games where yeah I think they're they're gonna win those games but just <laughs> how the schedule is mm-hmm. that 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 cat game is right before an Idaho game
1: mm-hmm.
0: at Idaho which that's mm-hmm. another old rivalry, rivalry as old yes. as the cat but those are some hard games mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, like you said they're they're tough games and I I just it's such a weird thing man not having the last game be like it just it's different man it's something that's like that's another reason that's another reason why you're just like no i don't want to do it it doesn't make sense it doesn't follow tradition it doesn't follow what we're used to you know what is known and it's notoriously known to be the last game and it's one of those things you know like it just doesn't make sense to have it right smack dab in the middle you know especially obviously with weather conditions you know California teams have a leg up on us being able to you know kind of practice and some decent some pretty good temperature to be honest you know obviously yeah. with it not being summer you get you get cooler weather um, and their cooler weather is perfect football weather out there yeah as opposed to us out here it's literally the ice skates ice skates and two degree weather negative degree <laughs> weather and it's like man and then the fact that they don't have it right smack dab in the middle just goes to show that it's like it's just weird. And yeah. it's not something that I even think fans. Obviously, it's like football, but then once they see the schedule, they're like, "Oh, I don't even know if I want to," you know, kind of see that happen without that normal because you know it's, it's the most anticipated game of the whole year. There's a reason for it for it to be the last game, you know, or else it'd be like other teams that like get it done in the first the first two games of the season, you know. Yeah. It's just not, it's not meant for that, and obviously with the, with the playoff margin, you don't know with COVID. That's the yeah. tough part about it. it. Doesn't I don't think it gives any team that fair advantage, you know, who knows? if you they, try- they, did, they did put it
0: after a buy. Uh-huh. And I talked to uh, the, uh, John Casper, they did try to protect it because what, what they wanted to do is they wanted to be able to have that game. And so who knows if we're going to have a full season mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And so they re- put it right after a buy so that, you know, if they had to cancel the game before that, they'd have two weeks so they'd get everybody healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to start at the the beginning. Northern Arizona is our first game. We're going to play at Northern Arizona. I think that is a hard game to just lace up your shoes for. It's at Northern Arizona that, you know, high elevation in a, a, in a dome. The Grizz are not going to be able, I don't, I don't know how they're going to practice for that one. That's February 27th. You know, they're going to have to have, you know, six weeks, eight weeks worth of conditioning and practice. That game kind of scares me uh, just because of an the way that
1: it, atrocious yeah. place to play at. Um, yeah. I had the uh, fortune of only having to play there one time, but that one time that I played, as soon as I was done warming up, it was like I had felt that I had played two full games. I was wow. so exhausted. Uh, it was so hard to breathe drives felt like they took forever. And that's the game that I messed up my pinky. So what ended up happening with my pinky is that um, now just kind of for, if any younger football players always tape your fingers together. You know, I kind of did my, my pointed finger, my middle finger, taped them. And then the last two fingers, I would tape them as well. And then I would tape my thumbs to my fingers as well, because that game, um, I got caught in a Jersey and my pinky got caught in a Jersey. And I went one way, the guy, went the other way and it basically messed up my whole pinky and there's this Mm. i forgot the term but there's a certain injury that you can get for something like it's i think it's called like jersey finger or something i may be maybe wrong about that but if that is the case the trainers are forced to retire you because you lose you potentially could lose all the grip in your hand because your pinky is 50 percent of your grip but if you keep messing with the tendon, the torn tendon and torn ligaments, it could completely just ruin your hand. So wow. a lot of times it's one of those things like it's just a pinky. You know, I mean, you hear stories about guys in the NFL being like, just cut it off, cut off the finger. And in the moment, I was like, yeah, well, if I have to cut it off, I'll cut it off. Like, I'm not I'm not going to not play football, you know, but it was just one of those things It was like, no, 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 we have to retire you. I mean, this is what they had said. They have we have to retire you if it if it turns out the results is that you did get that Jersey finger or whatever it's called. And so okay. oh, dang. On top of that, just being in such thin air. Oh my goodness, I heard this thing one time because I used to work at the local ice plant in town in town. Shout out VW Ice. And uh one of the guys there, um, his name was Mark uh I forgot his last name. Uh I think it was Messener or Messen, something like that. But he he was a runner here. Um but he's a little, he's a little bit older now. I think he's like 26, 27, um, but he's still running. He still runs it. He made a pact with his friend one day. He says, I'm going to run three miles, four miles every single day. And for like the past five years, he stuck to that every single day after work, after a 12 hour shift, he'll go and he'll run, you know? And the thing is he, he got the opportunity to kind of play or, or run at a pretty high level. He qualified for Olympic trials. You know, he did. Um, I don't think he he qualified after after that but still the fact that he qualified for olympic trials is pretty impressive you know so he's yeah. a dang good runner and he was telling me that the most prolific runners in the world travel to northern arizona because of the air quality yeah. you know and and this was i had already been like after i had played and i literally was sitting there i was just like makes sense like i was not doubting anything he said cuz i was like yeah. that is a crazy place to play at, you know. And I think I remember talking to one of the players after the game, I was like, man, how the hell do you do this? He's like, well, you get used to it. I was like, I would never get used to it. I I hate, yeah. I hate playing there.
0: But, yeah, there's yeah. a reason why they're like cross country or their track team is like every year always like,
1: every, every like top year. five in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I could just yeah. how you can just imagine how miserable the workouts are though, dude. Oh, oh my God. No. Walking imagine walking up a flight of stairs there. Oh <laughs> never. <laughs> Adam, I'm yeah. telling you, man.
0: I, 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 my brother lives down in Colorado, uh in Pikes Peak area, and like, man, I have, I, I have. I, when I was a kid, I had asthma, and I, grew, yeah. thankfully, I, I grew out of that. But man, yeah. when you would have an asthma attack, like you just like can't breathe, it's like an elephant sitting on your chest. Like, oh my god, that, that, I, I can't imagine playing a game, and that, that, that's just that game just scares me, just because we don't have we don't have an indoor facility to work out. You're going to throw players into this game. No, hopefully I I'm hoping no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, But that game scares me. And then the next week you have Eastern Washington at Eastern Washington. You, so those, th- that game scares me as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because you're not going to have those two first two weeks. You're not going to tough- have, yeah, the recovery, and and just
1: not even being able to pr-
0: practice.
1: Mm-hmm. That's um, a tough part about it, man. But I think at the end of it, when it's all said and done, I think it's one of those things that those guys are going to thrive regardless. And I think that's what makes this team the most impressive part about it: just the resilience and the, the willingness to, to to run through a wall as opposed to find a way around it. You know. And I yeah. think that they're, they're they'd be up for the challenge, and I know they would without a doubt. Um, obviously, it's it's two tough games back to back, and it, they're 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 really kind of the season defining games if you kind of really think about it. You know, starting off on foot with if, hypothetically a loss to you know Northern Arizona, and then going to a rival um, school where we haven't won there in X amount of years. You know, it's it's a yeah. scary thing to kind of think about, and it's one of those, It's just mind games That's the end of it all. You know, but the thing is, is that I truly believe that the coaches put us in the best position to win the way that they train us, the way that they, they work us out the way, the how hard and intense and physical. I actually was talking to one of my buddies a couple of days ago and I was like, you know what? The games were easier than the practices, you know? And in the moment you were like, I hate this. I don't want to go out to practice. You had that pit in your stomach. you were kind of nauseous kind of thing about it. You'd wake up in the morning and be like, you literally would count the, count the hours as soon as practice was over you'd be like i got 10 hours before i have to be back here you know <laughs> they're like oh i hate my life but at the same time it put us in a position to enjoy those game days to to be you know kind of in the position where you because if you see us run if you see the offensive line running down the sideline with some with some of these receivers you know they'll be five seven yards back but they'll be running their their, their balls off trying trying to get there you know Yep. And it's really kind of a present thing because if you if you think about some guys in the NFL, you literally just see them walking down the field one of the big players like that. Not not Montana guys, not Montana guys. You see everybody sprinting down the field. Yep. And that's pretty cool. And so when it comes to the to to the question of will these guys be gassed out, I'm sure that'll play a little factor, the dinner. but at the same time, it's like I think they're gonna they're gonna roll, you know? Yep. And then they get started on the right foot, go into the next week with the right attitude. I do believe that we can come out with, with a serious one. You know, a good hard earned win on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Then the next week after that's Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be a pre and it's at our first home game March 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh after that then we've got a bye and then going into the Brawl of Wild March twenty seventh, mm-hmm. uh in Missoula. Mm-hmm. Um I think, yeah. With with that, that's gonna be an interesting cause. I don't think everyone, anyone's had like a bye. <laughs> it, it's almost like like an NFL uh, schedule where you have a bye going into like a rivalry game. Yeah. For uh, for state, um, after that after that state game going to going to Idaho. Yeah. Is is going to be a pretty hard game rivalry game after a rivalry game, um, and then ending
1: with Portland State uh-huh. at home. It no. is definitely it it's definitely just a tough schedule all around, dude. That's yeah. really like the tough part, you know. Obviously, with Cal Poly, I think this is the first year where they're not going to be a triple option team, um, which yeah. is a, a crazy thing. And they're under the guidance of a good a good football coach. Um, yep, Bell, ball so, Yep. Yep. And so, um, that's kind of really the thing that that you're kind of questioning. So you really don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, I'm always going to say Grizz by a thousand. That's never going to change. Um, and that's how I wholeheartedly feel about all these teams. I think these guys can make put put these guys on skates every single one of them without a question asked so that's kind of my standpoint when it comes to that but at the same time i do understand that there's, there's challenges to face you know these guys haven't notoriously are known for cal poly to be a different caliber type football team you know so it's really interesting to see how you know that coach brought about a system how well it's implementing because i know the first couple of years are always tough i mean i think yeah. about my career it's always tough and you know there's, there's successes and their struggles as well um and i think we even seen that with 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 the current coaches too, you know, those, mm-hmm. those first couple of years, it was, it was tougher, you know, it was tougher, but it got us, and it put us in the place to be successful, you know, and sometimes a, you have to go through the mud to, to come out on top. It'll be
0: interesting at the Cal Poly game, mm-hmm. what they run, because, you know, Bob Baldwin's not going to be able to probably run his, what he wants that yeah. first year, knowing what he has. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see what, what he runs if it's a kind of a mixture between um some type of wildcat Mm -hmm. uh, option pro style it'll be interesting to see what he runs so um that'll be an interesting game to watch um so what i I kind of went over what we're playing this spring Mm
1: -hmm. i want to
0: play a game called hard lock soft lock no lock so hard lock that's yeah 100 percent grizz are going to win it uh Soft lock means you know I I I think they're gonna win it. You know, I'm kinda a uh, leery about that game. No lock means hey, that's probably 50-50 um going into that game. I, I don't know who's gonna win that game. So uh hard lock, soft lock, no lock at all. Northern Arizona, what what do you what do you think?
1: I think I think I think they're gonna be okay. I think it's a hard lock for sure. Obviously, and I'm just letting you know right now. I think it's gonna be a hard luck for all of them. But I'm gonna tell you the the point spread of that I think. I think it's gonna be like a 43-23 type game. Okay. Okay. 43-20. Right 43 what? 43-23. Okay. 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 Nice, I'm throwing nice. right now for okay. Eastern Washington. I do think obviously with the rival game, it's gonna be a little. But I think it's gonna be kind of similar to last year. Um. So I think on the point spread, um, I don't know. I think I'm gonna call it 35-17. Okay. Yeah, so I think obviously maybe not as um, crazy as Northern Arizona. Obviously a couple points less, but I still think they're going to be able to roll through them. Cal Poly, that's really a tough one. I'm going to say a hard lock, but I do think that's going to be a hard-fought game only because it's tough and you kind of see it notoriously just throughout football when a new yeah. coach comes around, you know, just because yeah. you don't know what to expect. You're kind of fuzzy about some 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 stuff that's going to happen, you know. So I think I'm going to roll that to be a kind of a closer one, and I th- I'm going to call it 28-21. Okay. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, going into your bye and then going into the brawl.
1: Oh, obviously with with, with those guys, man, I'm gonna go a thousand to zero. That's always <laughs> gonna be my answer. Let's lock that in and g- give me give me all the odds, man. I'm telling you. Um, I obviously it's always gonna be a fun game, but I'm always gonna I'm never gonna say anything different. It's always gonna be a thousand to zero. So that's what I'm locking in for that game. Okay.
0: At Idaho.
1: At Idaho, man. You know what? I think it's gonna. I think that was gonna be a roll again. Uh, I, it was really fun to play them, um, but I I do think that they're in the re- rebuilding years as well. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go in, in the f- fifty-six. Let's do let's do fifty-fifty-six, kind of around that ballpark range to maybe twenty-eight. Let's just let's just kind of keep it nice there. So I think that'll be kind of a role there and then obviously with portland state i think we're going to be able you know what it was kind of actually interesting it was a lot closer last year than yeah. we would have liked to and kind of not necessarily anticipated because we treat everybody with equal respect but they came out to play and i think that's going to be kind of a surprising game too i think it's going to be a little closer and it's going to be kind of similar i don't remember the score from last year do you remember what it was last year Uh, I think it was a couple touchdowns. I can't remember. I I don't think I'll be able to give you specific point spread, but I think we'll be up around uh, two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. That that final, maybe about two touchdowns in, I think so. Okay. Awesome.
0: So uh, I'm going to give you my, mine. uh, NAU, um, I believe is going to be, uh, a, you know, I'm going to say it's a soft lock just because it's the first game. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna win that game. I think it's gonna be close, closer than than people are gonna expect just because of of how our schedule is. I think we'll win uh 31-21 with that game. Eastern Washington, uh, I think that's gonna be a I'm I'm gonna say that's a hard lock. I think that's gonna be 38-25. Mm-hmm. Uh Cal Poly, I, I totally agree with you. That that's gonna be a hard it's going to be a hard game going into not knowing what they're going to do and i'm sure how, uh coach Houck knows what he wants to do mm-hmm. but it comes down to what he, can he do um so i believe that's going to be a 31-24 victory mm-hmm. for the grizz uh going into the the brawl of the wild there is no no
1: don't we, say that we, we, we have it we Adam. have
0: we have to win this game, we have to win this game. Yes. Um we, we just we just have to so I'm gonna hard lock that one and I'm gonna say 36-12. 36-12. That okay, 36 Um we we just have to win that game. We have to win, you know, with that game, it's like winning the state. So we oh, gotta yeah. take back the state. Oh, yeah. Um Idaho, I, I think we're gonna win as well. Um, that's a hard lock for that one. I, I think we'll be, I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Uh, and since it's at Idaho, mm-hmm. I think it'll be 28, 28 seven, just, we're not going to score as many points just because it's on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, the Portland game, Portland state game. I think they're going to really surprise a lot of people this year. Um, and I think that's kind of like my dark horse this year. Um, I think we're going to, Go, going into that game at the end of the year, I I think that that that's going to be a hard game. Um, I think it's going to be twenty twenty eight twenty four. Um, a Grizz win, but I I think it's going to be a close game. I think so, uh, back too. and forth. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm holding out for six and zero. Um, with this schedule the way that it is, I I, I don't think we can get worse than five and one. I really I really don't think we could get any worse than five and one. I think so. Um too. just just with the way that it looks like the buys that we have, um who we play, you know, those I think those first two games are gonna probably be the hardest games because there's two road games right after mm-hmm. each other. And they're gonna set the tone where, and they're gonna set the tone. So yeah, if we can get pie by that, those first two games, then you'll have Cal Poly a little easier. No, and, and I'm not going to say that easier because it, it's always a hard, hard playing mm-hmm. Cal Poly. Um, but then you've got, you know, a bye. Then you've got two hard weeks again, and then you've got that Portland State game going into the playoffs. Hopefully, um, I think that will be will be pretty good there as well. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so who who is your your dark horse? Do you think this year, team wise? Dark horse. I think I'm going to agree with you with Portland State. You know, like I said, I think I was, I was, I was impressed, not necessarily surprised, but I was impressed with, you know, how they came on to play. And I think, Historically, they they have that tenacity to come out to to, to play to win, you know, regardless of, of who it is, regardless of what type of team they have, kind of what it looks, and I think they're 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 willing and able to take a punch and give a punch if we let them, you know. And it's kind of like one of those things we have quotes every single every single every single game day. Um, coaches give us a, a quote, and, and one time he gave us a quote, the Mike Tyson quote, it was like, "Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth," you know. Yeah. And that kind of really that philosophy, you know, kind of philosophy, kind of applies to all situations you know everybody truly does have a plan but you never really know and so I think with them I think they are my dark horse but at the end of the day I still believe it's going to be a hard block you know like yeah. I, I I'm in the same place as you you know I do think it's going to be a 6-0 and run I think those first two games are going to be season defining um, for sure you know how kind of the rest of the season where you know and then obviously confidence boosters and how they feel and you know that type of stuff so it'll be fun to see. I think there's a lot kind of ifs, ifs, and what, but still, man, that 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 middle game, you know, the neighbors being in the middle just doesn't quite sit well with me, and I think because of that, there's going to be kind of a, uh, I don't really know, you know, I really don't yeah. know how it can turn out and pan out, you know, because I'd like to think that, you know, they they just kind of, maybe both sides would agree, hey, we're not going to do this unless we're the last the last team on each other's schedule, because that's how it is, you know, that's just one yeah. of those things. It's, it's I know it, it's getting picky when it comes to the that type of stuff, but it's tradition, and I think it should remain tradition like that.
0: I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And if going back to the the schedule, it's really interesting. It kind of like did a breakdown of like uh, just like the toughest schedule, and it's really interesting to see Weber State has probably the easiest schedule in the whole conference. Mm-hmm. If they don't go six and zero with who they have coming back. Mm-hmm. they don't deserve to be in the playoffs yeah, <laughs> Just because what they have coming back and who they're playing, like, there's no, there's no reason. They got, reason some, ballers. Why they, they got yeah. some ballers.
1: Sure. Yeah. So they're, they're a good, um, well-rounded football team. I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing those games against them. And I'm, yeah. I was happy, you know, because I kind of played around some of those guys all my career, you know, Adam Rodriguez, I think he's playing with, uh, I forgot where, but he's playing, he's playing some, some big time ball too right now. Um, I think it's kind I of don't, I don't know if it's called the XFL now uh, is is that or the new one that had that just popped up oh the 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 develop, like the developmental one yeah I have so no clue if it's named the same thing but I know he's playing up there and he was a phenomenal player I know that that Williams kid was a phenomenal player too I thoroughly enjoyed playing those inside guys it was so much fun to be to kind of talk smack and roll around with those guys and it was definitely a battle. You know, every rep was something to be, okay, this could go either way, but let's see, let's see who wins this one, you know. And it was just yeah. back and forth. And I think that's what the, they really kind of build up the epitome of what a football game should look like between two teams, you know. And I think it, it, I have a lot of respect for them and, you know, obviously uh wish things would have been differently. And, you know, but at the end of the day, that's just – you know, thinking about the past and that's something that we can't do. And it's like, you know what, respect to them. And they came out on top, but let's see kind of how this year unfolds. And hopefully we get to run with them, run with them and kind of square up with them in the playoffs. I think that'll be really fun. And I think that's something that could be really realistic too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, you look at some of the, the schedules and Weber state, they don't have a, like, like we do, we, we have a double road game mm-hmm. uh, to start the year. They don't have a double road game, you know, MSU, they do Portland state, Montana, Cal poly, uh, Northern Arizona and Utah. They do as well. Idaho state has a double road game as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But with me looking at the toughest schedule, I totally think that uh, Montana state has the, probably one of the toughest schedules followed by uh, Eastern Washington, um, so you know and, and montana's schedule is in the top five of my toughest schedules um it'll be interesting to see what happens in this league because there there were a lot of quarterbacks that left mm-hmm. um with and 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 who who shows up with that is going to probably determine what goes on in the conference, mm-hmm. and so it'll be really interesting to see what happens in this this year because this schedule and this how they're going to do it, you know, any anything could happen, anything could happen in this schedule,
1: so it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, man, you never really know, and that that's the beautiful thing about football, you know, that's why it is the way it is, you know, it's really unpredictable. All you can do is hope to be prepared enough. To, for when that opportunity comes you you just kind of roll with it you know and it's one of those things um, I think this is the the team that that is in that position the most prepared you know and I think they're gonna I think they're taking it really seriously and not letting anything go for granted and that I think they're ready and they respect every opponent and they're taking it day by day and those coaches are are working their tails off to put them in and put those guys in the position to succeed so I'm I'm really excited for it I can't wait for it man.
0: I can't wait for some football, man. I can't yeah. wait to to see some Grizz football. And even if there's no fans, we'll, we'll be able to New watch Jersey's it on. Too. What's that?
1: New Jersey's
0: too, so it'll be clean. Yes, it will. Yeah. that would be nice. Those old school. Oh, no, not old school, but 2008, 2009, yeah. I believe they
1: had oh, yeah. the, that well, style. The older vibe, yeah, with the stripes, yeah. love the stripes idea. It's be yeah. great. The wording is awesome too. I think it'll definitely get kind of that back in the top field one kind of Robbie's first stint here, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I
0: I hope they bring back the decal. I love the um this like you know the Montana uh, logo of of the actual state. Uh I love that. You know the Grizz. You know writing on it's awesome, but there's something about this like the state logo of Montana on there that just looks kind of awesome.
1: Um, Yeah but that'd well, be cool we to really didn't out, man, you know we we had a couple games where it was different stickers every single game you know yeah. so those are pretty cool but then it, it was also just cool to keep it grizz you know yeah so so both ways i see both sides and i absolutely love both ideas you know and i yeah. think it's cool how they have um towards the end of the season or no actually yeah towards the end of the season where they have all the cities in the state of montana yeah. think, yep. every player summit i think that's yep. pretty dope yeah that's awesome one of my favorite things yeah I actually got i bought my helmet so it's, it's oh, installed awesome. right now yeah so i want to i want to buy like this glass frame for him and post it up on the wall somewhere you know maybe nice. behind my like, zoom meetings or something you know a great conversation point so i have my there game ball up in uh one of my drawers so that's it's pretty cool too
0: that's awesome yeah i've been looking at getting something like that for uh my grandfather has his um uh back in the day when he played in the the late forties. Mm-hmm. Um, they had instead of jackets, mm-hmm. they had uh blankets. They're like these wool blankets. And so, um, they're like varsity blankets. And so he has a varsity blanket. Um and then he has he was given a homecoming um game ball oh. for the nineteen eighty two team that mm-hmm. beat um I believe it was Idaho or Idaho State that was ranked number one. Mm-hmm. I have that game ball. And, and then smooth. also, um, his Stein. So they had Steins, I oh, guess. The little
1: steins for, for the game. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. But, I don't know if they had
0: individual Steins, the ceramic Steins where you oh. could put you know, whatever in it beer, probably, but
1: mm-hmm. um, beer probably, yeah. yeah, most likely. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure your, your pops has some stories for sure.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that up in here. And so, yeah, that would be awesome. So,
1: dude, that'll be sweet, dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what's so crazy, man? It's like you can go to any, you know, kind of generational grist football player, and and they have some stories to tell you. Yeah. And I think um, that's that's the coolest part about this whole process, you know, being able to really kind of see a different perspective and find out little tricks and little – like like I, w- I had mentioned about Marcus. Like, you know, it's dang near where every NFL player went to Juco. You know, yeah. something that people don't really know, but it's a cool thing that, you know, that being yeah. able to put that out and have that story like – Marcus, for some reason, knows every Juco player ever like that existed for whatever reason, you know, and it's just having those little stories that you have with those guys, because people see us in this big bigger light, you know, or in this different light. And at the end of the day, we're just we're just kids, you know, we're just kids trying to make it day by day. We have our same experiences, same emotions, ups and downs and roller coaster of events. But, you know, we're all connected in the same way. And I think I think these guys kind of think about that as well. You know, they're no different. They're no better than than anybody or anything. And I think that they they enjoy this whole process because when it is gone, it's one of those things all players talk about. You never know until it's gone. But when it's gone, it, it hits you differently. You know, you sit there and you reminisce and you think things through. And, you know, you're grateful for the experiences and the coaches. And it's nothing but sweet memories. But at the same time, you're like, man, what I would do to go live those experiences again, regardless yeah. of all the injuries that I had, how my career panned out, you know, the disappointment, I would go through it a hundred percent over again, you know, to be able to kind of, um, to really soak in those experiences and, you know, and those, those major life events, because they formed me to the man that I am now. And I'm damn proud of the man I am now. And it, it it's a big credit to the, to, you know, the team, the coaches, the faculty, the school, you know, shout out the trainers, you know, they don't get enough love, you know, so being able to know the stuff that they do for those guys is quite incredible and the the amount of time and energy they they spend into not only their physical, but their mental aspect as well. is pretty incredible. So I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. And it's, it's
0: crazy how much, just what goes on behind the scenes, I would love, you know, and, and I don't know if this will ever happen, but I would love to interview um some of the equipment managers like oh, yeah. do you know they probably have some type of stories just oh, like yeah. what goes on kind of give you know the ordinary grizz fan an inside look of hey this is what goes on before you guys get to the
1: game this is it, what goes it's on incredible man yeah it, 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 they started off as soon as game day ends that fought that the previous week you know the stuff that they go to but that's a conversation for those guys man it's definitely an yeah. incredible story and some of the stuff that you do it, it's a lot of hard work a lot of preparation um and it's a routine thing you know they have a schedule and they make sure that we follow it to a t yeah mm-hmm.
0: hey you know angel i can't i can't thank you enough for coming on we'll have to have you on you know when we have a a, a, a season you know going we'll have mm-hmm. to have you again come on and and talk some sports man yeah, man, I've always been.
1: I always love talking to you, and just always appreciate you know you kind of reaching out to me and, and keeping that relationship going. And I'm really proud of what you've done here, and I just can't wait to see kind of where it it leads to. You know, kind of the opportunities that's going to present, and the kind of different guests and experiences that come with this journey. So I'm excited for you, brother, and I'm always here. And yeah, man, hit me up. I'm always around for for a beer, for a talk, for anything. Awesome, man. Awesome. awesome. Hey, thanks, man.
0: That's gonna do it for another episode of Fight on Montana. I would like to thank my guest Angel Villanueva for coming on and talking some Montana Grizzly football with us. Like always, we would love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us on our social media platforms, on Twitter and Instagram at FightOnMontana. You can also find us on our Facebook page at FightOnMontana. Also very important Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out tremendously. wherever Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and also the TuneIn. Until the next time, fight on.